G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our weekly show. This is our second of the season, Michael, but we're a day late. We are. A little bit of illness struck the Aussie Vision camp. Yes, yes. I wasn't very well uh, last week for a few days, but in good news, I am COVID negative, you which did, is always nice to know. test negative, which was lovely. Yes, true. I mean, there's no <laughs> cases here. I was just being a drama queen, but it's always better to double check on these things. But we're back and firing. Exactly. And no, it wasn't because of a disappointment with the ABBA album, as some people on social media said, the reason (laughs) I didn't do the podcast yesterday. I actually quite like the ABBA album because, look, they are back. They release an album. They are the Eurovision 1974 winners. And you're a big fan, Michael. I certainly am. Look, I'm certainly not disappointed with the album. Am I jumping out of my skin for it? Maybe not, but it's it's good. It's It's just nice to hear them back. Some Yeah, absolutely. Some nice little classic ABBA sounds in there as well. There's a couple of good songs. Yeah. Well, talking about good songs, there was also some very good news for Australia this week, Michael, wasn't there? We won something. I know. (laughs) What did we win? We won the OJ Song Contest. Yes, Tones and I with Fly Away. So for anyone who doesn't know the OGAE Song Contest, it's basically all the clubs around the world, they choose a song to represent them. The Australian Club chose that. We voted for that as well, actually, in the Australian Club. It went fourth and won it. This is the second time that Australia has won this. Dami Im won it back in 2017 with, what was that song she had? Um, Fighting for Love. Yeah, it was great. So well done the club, well done Australia. Absolutely. Tones and I took it out by eight points over Erica Vickman in the end. Now she has said she would love to be involved in Eurovision one day Mm. for Australia, whether she would be a composer or artist or whatever. She's leaving that open. So perhaps a name will hear again in the future. You never know. There's still a few more artists. And songwriters till now, it's fingers mm. crossed. She'd be fantastic. Absolutely, if it comes out for that one. This week, though, we have, a, as we said last week, we were going to look ahead at season 2022 because it's all about Australia decides last week. Mm. But we really want to look at what are the national finals coming up, what countries are doing what. Um, and also to talk about some of the things we missed last week because we're very excited. Absolutely. Of course, there was a whole off-season we're still trying to catch up on. Exactly. Well, Michael, should we start with Belgium? Yes, our artist announcement. Yes, this we did have an artist announcement in the off-season that we totally forgot to mention last <laughs> week. And it's Jeremy Makise uh, from Belgium. And I told you Jeremy, he's 21 years old. He won The Voice Belgique, which is quite a a great victory, actually, there. He's an interesting chap, actually, studying geology. He's really good footballer. He had a trial with the National Division 1 side, apparently goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, yes. Very talented goalkeeper, apparently. Man of many talents, sings, Mm. likes rocks, and, you know, is a goalie. So, (laughs) um, really interesting choice there. Um, Not the first time they've gone down The Voice Belgique route. They did this in 2019. Let's hope for maybe a better result. Yeah, let's hope so. I'm going to say straight away, I think he's a better vocalist than we had with Elliot. Uh, that's my first impression with this. He does come across very well on camera. He does His vocal performances, from what we can see on YouTube, etc., seem pretty good. The French broadcaster's turn this year, so uh, I'm expecting something pretty good for him. Yeah, they haven't said if it's going to be English or French, and they're quite cagey about it. Mm. So it all depends on the song. They've definitely got the artist. You need a lot of things to go right for Eurovision, but I think they've ticked one box. Let's see if they can tick some other ones. Uh, inexperienced artist, but um, let's hope he can bring it to the table for Belgium. 
There was a lot of internal selections last year. We only had 14 national finals plus whatever Bulgaria did. <laughs> um, but this year, we already have 24, and that's what we really want to mainly look at today, isn't it, Michael? It certainly is. Well, we're going to start by talking about some countries that are taking a new direction for at least the last couple of years. They yeah. haven't done. <laughs> some of us only been a couple of years difference. A lot of people just repeating, but pre the cancelled contest that people are changing things up this year. Mm-hmm. And we want to start with Germany. What? Cause I don't feel hate. I just feel sorry. If it's a very clever man about you find another way to run me down. But I don't feel hate. I just feel sorry. So you can make a little made of me, I eat a level bigger than you. Well, this is actually news during the week about what Germany are going to do. Now, they're doing Lead for Turin. Um, It was always Unser Lead for Turin, and people expect that whole name to come back. But, hey, it's more about the name. (laughs) It's more than the name itself, actually. So they're going to be doing a national final. It's going to have five contestants in it. In the meantime, they're going around to, uh, they've got an expert jury from radio stations all over Germany. People, singer-songwriters can put it in, so no songwriting camps. They want to get someone really genuine and special and connected to that song. So they're going to go through that whole jury experience. You're giving me a look here. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they'll get down to that five, and then they'll end up having a national final. So not a complete departure of what they've done, but it looks like they're tweaking with a few things. The whole voting stuff isn't out yet, of course. Mm. But this is the first time Germany is doing the national final since 2019 and sisters. They went internal the last two years. Ben Dolich, which looked really promising. Yeah. Jendrik last year, obviously the result didn't come together. Um, but they've run back to a national final. Um, what are you thinking about what Germany's doing here? Look, it's an interesting one with Germany. I think with the 2019 in particular, completely and utterly overanalyzed and overcooked. What if they had that 100-panel jury and all sorts of filters that you put these songs through, that by the time you got to the end, the mushiest, no, most non-offensive one wins kind mm. of thing. Went the complete different route last year with Jendrik. I can see what they were trying to do. It obviously bombed pretty badly Mm. let's be honest it was the worst song in the grand final whether it got points or not more than uk different story it let's hope they can find something that has got that spark and that authenticity because again if you start putting it through so many filters then all of a sudden we end up with this mushy the the you know least worst of the of the songs and that's not really going to get your votes. Well, I think also people forget it. Twenty eighteen, um, you know, Unser lead for Lisbon um, <laughs> brought Michael Schulter out, and that was a great national final. You had them, you had Vox Club, you had that song from Rick. There was a lot of good songs. The song, The Year of Sisters getting through, they were probably the weakest song in there. You had Ali Ryan with Where You mm-hmm. Love. You had Lily Among Clouds with Surprise. Really interesting songs and songs that could do well at Eurovision. The results of their national finals have just gone the wrong way yeah. sometimes. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I think there's, I mean, obviously there's a lot of talent there in Germany and it's just about making sure that right song gets to the top somehow. 
I think a national final is a good choice here. Um, let's just see how it all plays out, though. Absolutely. That's another story. Good luck to Germany. We always look forward to what they bring. One of the other countries that we're very interested in, Dale, is Ireland. They'll be bringing back a national final for the first time since 2015. So they'll be doing this in conjunction with the Late Late Show. So it'll be the Eurovision Late Late Show special, something I believe they did have one in 2015. We're not exactly sure of the format of this just yet, but there will be some sort of gala that's on Dale in, mm-hmm. in early uh, 2022. From what they're saying on their website, they're looking for an accomplished songwriter with a proven track record of success. And also what I find interesting, to have an intrinsic and obvious appeal to the core youth audience. So mm. probably looking for something a little younger than perhaps we've had recently from Ireland. Um, what do you think on this one? Good, good move for them to go back to a national final. Well, I think a national final can always be helpful for at least the the public to have helped chose so they're part of the results and, and feel some ownership for it exactly and I think Ireland is in a situation where a little bit like UK where there's a little bit of love lost and you know they're not going to suddenly become the 90s again but there's every step back and I think it's going to help if they do have some say in it I hope they get some fresh young talent because there's obviously a lot of great musicians in Ireland. They've got a fantastic music industry, a fantastic history. So if they can just get some raw talent who can produce something really quite decent, interesting format. I'm not sure about the way they're doing it, but hey, let's see what actually happens as long as they get to sing inside and not on the roof. So look, all, (laughs) all, all good. I'm glad they're trying something different. I agree. It was probably time for a bit of a change with Ireland because I think it's been struggle street uh, for the last couple of uh, uh, competitions for sure. Oh, well, let's go on to another um, lover of Eurovision Malta. They love this contest. And we did mention it last week. We are excited that... (laughs) one of the words, probably. (laughs) Mesk is coming back. Now, this is interesting because... Malta went to the X Factor after 2018. So that mm-hmm. brought out Michaela Pace in 2019. And we, of course, had Destiny in 2020. And then she went to 2021. They had a 14th and a 7th, two of their best results yeah. um, of recent times. And they're going back to Mesk, which is interesting because they had struggled with that. They'd had three non-qualifiers. The only one that did qualify was Ira Losco, but she changed the song that yes. she wanted Mesk with. <laughs> My kind of theory on this one is that they spent so much money last year that they need all those commercials that Mess brings to pay for the last couple of years. I was going to say, it's probably very much a commercial decision, I feel, here for Malta as well. Um, spent a lot on the last few, um, bought some nice symphonic songs and done a lot of promo. Costs a lot of money. So we'll see if this one is more just a uh, bringing it back and you know rolling back the budget a bit. And look, there's a lot of love for it in Malta as well. Mm-hmm. And look, they came 8th in 2013 with a mess song uh, tomorrow and they did have some good results in that kind of early to mid 2010s almost just as good as they got from this x factor big spending so maybe they can go back to the well and get a, a you know a nugget of gold yeah let's hope so and they'll certainly maybe provide Brooke, us with Brooke lots Borg? of <laughs> she'll be making an appearance <laughs> and provide us with plenty of entertainment I'm sure Dar. we love to, we love to see what the Maltese do uh, one of the other smaller but just as passionate nations out there is San Marino mm. and this year they'll be treating us to a national final the first one we had since one in 360 oh, Dale that we, mess. we 
exactly remember that that was. Oh. Uh, so we have Una Voce per uh, San Marino will be on. We're looking at 18 artists here, a mix of newcomers and established artists. There'll be nine invited artists. We'll be going straight to the grand final and we'll have nine of our emerging artists. Now that bit convoluted this one. They'll be doing some qualifying rounds in December and January and eventually an expert jury will pick the nine that will join the nine invited artists for a final on the 19th of February. So look, all a bit happening there. <laughs> they don't like to like do things simply, do they? No. <laughs> but you know what? They love the contest. They're doing mm. something, you know, go for gold. Um, it's going to be, I, I'm really intrigued about how this is going to play out. I do think it's a bit over the top, but hey, let's see what the the proof will be. I'm really interested to see about the nine invited artists and who they invite. If mm. they'll be San Marinese, mm. do they have? To, they don't have to be San Marinese. Surely. I don't believe there was any specification that said they had to be. Though I was going to say, do they have eighteen people who can sing in San Marino? The flow riders, <laughs> packing his bags already. All right. Well, let's also look at Spain because they're certainly really changing things up. Um, we've obviously had uh, an internal selection the last two years with Blas Cantor. Mm-hmm. Before that, we had um, Operación Triunfo, mm-hmm. that show that was a bit like <laughs> Big Brother beats the music stuff that saw us with Mickey and it yes. saw us up with that couple from 2018. This year, they're doing the Benny Dorm International Song Festival, Benny, Benny Dorm Festival. Don't know how international it will be. <laughs> um, they're looking at 12 artists. It's going to be over three nights, two semifinals, three qualify from each one going through to the final. Now, they're doing some really good stuff here to make sure that I guess artists want to do it and don't feel I'm going to fail they're not going to like give out potentially not give out all the results on the night to say here's the winner but they'll release them afterwards fair enough just to save some face I guess and just yep. obviously announce the three qualifiers of course and they're looking to mix it up in terms of new artists established artists they want a gender balance so they're really taking it seriously which is so much better than you know the last time I guess they had a proper national final to a point in mm. 2017 which was that three person jury and the biggest robbery of all time for Contigo and Morella. Yeah. So I like the direction Spain are, do, are going because they need it, don't they? What do you think of this? Look, I, I, what I like about this is they're saying this is a long-term plan. It mm. won't just be one year of Benidorm Fest. We're going to have this as an annual thing. Now, yeah. it may take a couple of years to bed in, but at least we'll have something consistent where they can go to and and refine what they're looking for because we've had all sorts of systems with Spain. They really can't make up their minds, can they? No. And unfortunately, the results haven't come. So, look, I really like what they're doing with this. It sounds good. Um, let's hope the reality comes together. And it may take a couple of years to bet in, but I think if we keep a consistent Spanish national final, they'll be on the right track. I do think it's interesting. It is televote and jury for the final result, but they've also broken it down. 50% public vote, 50% demoscopic jury. Jury. Who does that remind you of? Mm-hmm. Jury-wise, 60% local, 40% international. So I think, you know, they're looking to try and find something really good here. Whether this is the absolute end product we're going to get, well, who knows, but good start. And I think people really look at, like, the Italy, the San Remo, mm-hmm. and then people looked at Melfest, and I think it's what Australia's trying to do is create something that's going to be a platform for artists, and one of them happens to go to Eurovision. Exactly. It's what we're doing here in Australia, it's what Italy do, what Melfest does. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is the recipe for success, because I think sometimes you get an accidental Eurovision um, winner, or a great yeah. performer. The, the minute you tell someone to write a Eurovision song, you're doomed. Yep. Just bring your music, bring your authentic self, And if it fits, it fits.
Okay, other than the ones who have kind of really changing it up or, or making quite a bit of a direction change, there's quite a lot of returning national finals that we're excited about. They took a break because of the cancellation. We are just going to run through these really quickly, aren't we, Michael? Yeah, a lot of them we will. The, uh, well, let's have a look. We know Australia side's coming back. Fantastic. Czech Republic, they're coming back with their one. We think it's the same, going to be the same format, but we're not okay. quite sure yet. So we're getting no think. live performances, videos type of thing? I hope so. Not sure on that one. Don't mm-hmm. quote me. <laughs> uh, Iceland's coming back. Song for Captain. Really happy about that. Yeah, it is one of the nicer, you know, smaller national finals on the calendar, and, and it has some real gems come up occasionally. And the time difference is great for us in Australia. It's not at 3 in the morning. It's about 8, 9 a.m. And, of course, after recent years, a lot of eyes will be on Iceland once again. Indeed. Latvia is back as well, which is great to see. We've is also- it? <laughs> no, I'm sure it is. I'm joking. Hey, they brought some really good stuff when they've done it. It's- Name three of them. <laughs> no, just- no, look. It, it- it's been a while. It's... it's- yeah. <laughs> But look, they've got the talent there. They make bad decisions. That's what I'm going to say. Um, the next one here, we've got Serbia. So they're back again, but there's a little change, isn't there? There is. Um, Beovizia will not be the uh, platform to select the artist. There has been a falling out between the producer of Beovizia and the TV station, and the TV station doesn't own the rights. Now, just to confuse this, Dale, Beovizia will still happen, but the winner will just get cash and they won't go to Europe. Sounds like an Adal hungry. Uh, just, yeah. yeah. But anyway, the uh, broadcaster, RTS, will be holding their own national final, and that winner will be the one going to Eurovision. So expect, you know... Something. Something. No, I, <laughs> I loved Bear Vizier, so if there's anything like it, fantastic. It's always one to watch if you're going to want watch one from, I guess, more the eastern area that you don't normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slovenia, that is back again. Um, same format from what we can understand so far. Uh, they actually always have a pretty good national final, maybe not always the best songs ever but it's always really well produced and looking forward to it and i like the way they have that uh the fresh element as well where they try and do find some younger performers that's a really good element yeah i feel like you get a nugget of gold every few years from it and Mm -hmm. some other years like 2020 Mm, not so much (laughs) and another one which australians love our new favorites and neighbors of giving votes to each other is ukraine we love ukraine now they're coming back with the national final. They certainly are. Um, once again, a little bit of a change here. They Generally, what they've done the last three years is work in conjunction with one of the other commercial networks, STB. They would run Vidber, and then the performer would be chosen and work with UAPBC, the public <laughs> broadcaster. But this year, there will be no STB element. The public broadcaster will run it all themselves, and that will be completed on the 12th of February. Always something interesting coming out of Ukraine, though. Always. The music's amazing. Drama is real. You can call it whatever you want to. Yeah, who knows? Both of those happen. things will happen. Someone may get chosen or not go. Who knows, <laughs> who Dale? Who knows? knows? All right. We're also going to touch on the ones that are doing... Uh, they're coming back. They had a national final last year, but we'll run through these. There's a couple little changes with them. Number one, Albania, Festival of Kungus. Um, generally, normally the first one of the year, but mm. Estonia's beat them this year. Mm. And their dates have slightly changed. It will not be before Christmas. It's going to be 27, 28, 29th of December, one day later for Australia. So it's that kind of dead zone between Christmas and New Year. So yeah, I'm a bit disappointed it's not the build up to Christmas, but I'll get over it. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think perhaps uh, with Junior Eurovision being on the 19th of December calendar wise, maybe give it good to give it another week or so fresh air. Indeed, Croatia with Dora is back, which is great. Mm-hmm. Always a good national final. Very much so, taking submissions at the moment. Denmark is back again as well with um, Dansk Melody Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Good friends. Estonia. Now, we spoke about them last week. They're back. They're doing the quarterfinals. 
it's coming up soon. You're going to hear a lot about Estonia, so we can move <laughs> right on from that one. An odd one, isn't it? They're going to pick all the songs from their quarterfinals, take a couple of months off, and come back with the live shows. But they always used to bring out their songs like three months early, yeah. and we just yeah. sat on them, and they went, oh, hang on, that's right. They've got to figure out. out if these people can sing it live as well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Finland UMK's back. Really happy. This has been the right decision the last couple of years it's bringing out some good songs it's small but good yep exactly worry about quality and not so much quantity france smashing it the right thing to do we saw that last year second place another national final this year possibly one of the best national finals uh, of the year france have been really bringing the quality i think if anything just lose that final eight thing just seemed completely superfluous last year who knows what format it'll be. Um, Israel, now they're back, but they're different, but they've never really been settled. Yeah. It's going to be X Factor this year. Obviously, last year we had some songs, and the year before it was a contest, and it was, anyway, whatever they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, they did get a winner out of it exactly. in 2018. They always, they always seem to find something good, so you've got to trust the Israelis on this one. And it has been worked work for yeah. Malta. It should be able to work for Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Italy San Remo is back, of course. First to the 5th of February, keeping it away from Australia decides, which is good. Uh, we love to see it. Uh, Lithuania, Pabandam is Najal. Is now we're not sure. I couldn't find anything on it. Is it is it going ahead? Well, as far as we know, it's going ahead, is oh, it? Okay. I've written it on a piece of paper here. So. <laughs> Maybe we're giving a fake news. <laughs> I looked for it. I couldn't see anything. So we'll Well, see. look, let's wait and see. Um, we expect it to be back, but maybe put a little star next to that one. <laughs> Norway, MGP is back again. They've got the five semifinals. They're mm-hmm. doing it as it is. There might be a few tweaks, though, they did mention with the voting this year. Good stuff. And I hope they keep the wild card because it, it really showed that the wild card made it through to the gold final last year. So always have that up your sleeve. Uh, Portugal, the Festival de Cansal, always back. And Sweden, Michael. Now, there has been quite a change to Melody Festival and the biggest and one of the most favourite national finals. We have had a tweak. We've lost the Andreshansen round. Instead, we will have a semi-final, they will call it. So, to put it in short, the heats, your top two, will also will go through to the grand final as normal. Third and fourth will go through to the semi-final rather than be placed head-to-head to battle it out. They'll be then put into two groups of four and the top two from those groups will go through to the grand final. Don't ask me why. It sounds like a bit of a... Maysville just had one me and just put anyway but look i did hear apparently the music industry wasn't a big fan of the head-to-head obviously mm. you made good tv but yeah it's it's probably not what artists like and at least you're making it a little um a little more palatable for them but still some drama i guess to bring yeah, yeah. I, i'll agree with that of course there's a lot of countries we have not mentioned here mm. number one either they're having an internal selection but People haven't really said that they're 100% doing that. All the other ones, they've said nothing. Look, it's November. It's early. We don't know everything yet. In one that we have some news about, a little couple of tweaks though, but still looks internal at the moment. Well, let's have a chat about them. It's the UK. Well, after the disappointment of this year's result of two nil points, there has been a tweak to what the UK are doing. Not a massive change, but look, no more BMG, Michael. They have abandoned it. Mm. And we have a new music production company, Tap Music, 
who are involved with this one. Now, they're a smaller organization than BMG, and they seem really quite passionate about it. Now, they look after Dua Lipa, Lana Del Rey, Ellie Goulding, and here in Australia, Angus and Julia Stone, for example. Um, They have basically said, look, we don't know how we're going to do it yet. We want to find an artist who can obviously do all the components of what Eurovision is about. Um, But look, hey, it can work, and it's a great platform, and it's not as political as people think. That's what Ben Mawson, who is the um, what owner and founder of Tap Music, said. So he sounds really engaged. BBC sound really good. It sounds exciting. Fans were a little bit hesitant, though. I guess they've all heard it before, but with the BMG thing. What are, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I thought his comments were good. They sounded uh, positive to start talking down the politicalness, etc., and all that silliness is, is a good start. Um, you know, things went sour with BMG, obviously, pretty quickly uh, with BBC, and BBC are still there, so mm. that's my problem. I mean, the whole point with the, the BMG partnership was BMG would look after the music, BBC would look after the visuals. The visuals were terrible last year. Mm. So if anyone's got to get their house in order here, it's BBC. Look, I hope TAP can bring some good talent here and some positivity. I, I just need to see something different than what happened with BMG because it all went downhill very, very quickly. Well, look, they've talked about the, the visuals a lot with mm. tap music. I think Dua Lipa, you, we all know her performances. It's not just about her great music. We love Dua Lipa here at Aussie Vision. Yeah. But it's also her performances are very visual. So I think BBC realised they needed a little bit more help in this area and having a music production, a music company that can do this is going to be fantastic for them. Um, I think this is the right move. I actually think this is really good just from the sentiment of being what's been said about it. The interview um, Ben Mawson did, he did an interview with Steve Holden from um, BBC Radio 1, who's Mm a massive um, supporter of Eurovision, which is fantastic. Also, I must say, a friend of mine as well, but he (laughs) he really is really behind it. Um, On the other side as well, that is that they spoke on Eurotrip Podcast. Shout out to the boys. Fantastic podcast. And you should go and have a listen to that interview. I can't put into words about how positive it sounds and how realistic it sounds. They know the challenge in front of them, but they believe that they can do something and they want to bring some pride back. It is all words at this point, but I really think this is the right route. It's a smaller... um, organization i think they'll work more closely and i think they might just start to be on the road to get it right the big word for me is positivity you need to turn this around in a just a messaging sense and and a vibe because the vibe was terrible really Mm. and even bmg were trying to pull it down even further after it failed so yes i'm hearing all some good stuff I want to see some good stuff. I want to hear some good stuff. Exactly. And mm. I think we can just comment at this point going, yep. sounds great. Yep. Thumbs up. Let's go for it. Now yep. let's see the proof. Be positive. Be and positive. that's, I could see that from the British fans. I think they were expecting something else. A lot of people wanted a national final. I mean, it's not out of the cards yet. They've yep. not said no. Mm-hmm. But I think actually this is a better route. I actually think internal for the first couple most of the time I say national final for Britain, you need to have a couple of internals that do okay before you reintroduce a national final. A national final at this point would just people wouldn't do it. And to be honest, I think they're only one decent result away from turning that vibe around, to yeah. be honest. And that's all it is. They just need to get that decent result. So yeah, you're right. Maybe just keep it all internal, focus, make sure it's it's good, it's tight, it works, and then yeah, get a decent result and go from there. Fingers crossed, Eurovision will be better with a good oh, UK. For sure, for sure.
Now, talking about national finals, we spoke all about that season, Michael. We do have an exciting event coming up on Saturday, mm-hmm. which is our fifth annual national final countdown. Which is fantastic. Going to be simulcast. It is Escape Radio, um, which is a radio station outside of Germany. Um, we've partnered up with them, and we're going to be playing the top 100 national final songs of all time as voted by fans. We'll have a little introduction on there, but it's going to be music. It's 7 p.m. on Saturday night here in Australia. That is um, Daylight Saving Time, Sydney, mm-hmm. Melbourne. And that's 9 a.m. for a nice little daytime thing, Central European time, but will be replayed on Sunday evening. So all the details will be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Thanks for everyone who's voted. There's some really interesting results and some really great songs. Yeah, we went through the songs yesterday. There are some fantastic songs there, some great memories. So make sure you tune in. Probably follow us on Twitter as well as we'll talk our way through it as well because um, really exciting. Good to see this uh, getting put out there to the public. Indeed. Very, very excited about that one. Now, for this week on our Patreon channel, we are going to be featuring a full interview with Jude York, who is the songwriter announced for Australia Decides. Yes, good young songwriter there from Toowoomba. Indeed. And we're going to play a little clip of just a couple of questions he answered here, just a one to two minutes, just to get a flavor of it, because you know what? It's really interesting and a great little insight about what might be coming up. So here's Kyriakos um, from the Aussie Vision team talking to Jude York. And... Uh... So did you have a certain dream artist in mind when you're writing the entry or what type of artist um, were you thinking about? I don't think I have one particular dream artist. I always write my own music for myself. So it's never like this song would be great for this person um, because I want it to be like an emotional and genuine, um, I guess, story. So I didn't really, but to me, the important thing is that whoever sings it just, you know, understands the message and relates to it emotionally themselves and maybe has a similar story and can can bring that to it. I think that's what's important to me. And we'll also love to know, did you write the song specifically for Australia Decides with the idea of potentially being a Eurovision song or was it a song you had written and you just decided to submit submit the song in the portal? No, we didn't write it for Eurovision Australia Decides, um, but we did edit it for Australia Decides. So originally we actually just had the piano demo. Like there was no, it was just kind of, yeah, just a piano ballad. And then we sort of decided, well, it needed to be longer for the submitted, uh, to be submitted. And we also thought it just needed something else to pick it up a little bit. And so Billy and I went back into writing it and we kind of brainstormed this like newer section, which we kind of comes in halfway and it's this really big like anthemic um, positive feel, which we did do with Australia Decides in mind. Yeah, really good interview there by Kyriakos with Jude. Um, he's he's an, a talented young man. I'm really excited to see what he's brought for this competition. I mean, to have your song chosen to be one of the final 10 out of 700 submissions, fantastic effort. So really looking forward to seeing uh, what the song brings and who sings it. 
And look, that's available right now for those who are subscribed on Patreon as well. But also there's a great article on our site if you're not subscribed to it as well. Uh, the Patreon details are in our show notes. Um, great. Thank you so much for those who have already yeah. signed up. Thank you. It's uh, really fantastic. And we're going to have a bonus episode this week where Mike and I discuss the national final songs that should have gone for a country that would have got them a better result at Eurovision. And I can tell you we don't always agree. We are not going to agree on this one. I can assure you. Oh, I can assure you. Oh, dear. Oh, well, well, look, that's it for this week. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. Catch you later.